This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman. So it's Spurs this week at the Turf, Wednesday, 7.30. It's probably going to be a cold one, but just looking out the window now, the storms seem to have subsided, but hopefully Storm Vault will rip through the Turf on Wednesday. See what I did there, as just like he did at the Amex on Saturday against Brighton. A very impressive 3-0 win away at Brighton this weekend for the Clarets, and that means we can take some positive attitude and some momentum and some confidence into the game against Spurs on Wednesday. Unfortunately for us, Spurs had a very impressive win themselves against Manchester City with Harry Kane scoring two goals. And Harry Kane loves a goal at the turf, so we're going to have to be on song to keep him out or the defence is going to be on song to keep him out. But Valvegos has got his first goal for Burnley. He said he's loving life at the turf. You know, he's looked fantastic. He's completely changed the whole dynamic of the way we play, coming deep into the middle of the uh, into the midfield, getting the ball at his feet and bringing other players 
into the game, bringing like the likes of Lennon and Dwight and even the, the central midfielders and getting even the fullbacks, just getting them to overlap so he can bring other players in the game. And it's completely changed the way we play. We look better going forward all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, the midfield isn't getting completely bypassed because we are now getting the ball to them, thanks to, 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 to Valt coming deeper and getting the ball. So we look like a completely different side, or we did against Brighton anyway. And, you know, we've played well recently. Ever since the Arsenal game, Watford was a bit of a blip, but ever since the Arsenal game, we've played really well. So fingers crossed we can take that into this game. And Spurs at home, it's always tight. It really is always tight. So fingers crossed we can come on the, on a positive side of that. I'm going for 1-1, though. Let me know what you think in the comments below. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe. And if you've already subscribed... Can you please just hit a like on this button? It really does help the YouTube algorithm. It gets makes more people see it. So let's get to, I don't know, 35 likes on this video, please. Because, you know, I'm having four or 500 people watch the videos now, but we're only getting like 30 uh, likes, something like that. So if everybody could just press like, we can, you know, 35 is the target. Let's try and get to 35. But if, if you're going to like it and it's already got 35, please still like it because it helps the YouTube al algorithm. But anyway, as usual on the pre-game show, I speak to a fan of the opposition. And this week it is Ricky and he is from the Last Word on Spurs podcast. And just like that, joining me from the Last Word on Spurs is Ricky. Now you might recognise him. He was here before, early in the season, but of course the game got called off. How are you doing, mate? Not bad, mate. Thanks yourself. Yeah, good you. I've just asked yeah, you that question. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk to you about Spurs then, because outside looking in, it's been a strange old season for you boys. A lot of inconsistencies, but then some amazing flashes in the pan. Man City being one of the obvious ones. You know, you were class against Man City at the weekend, winning 3-2 in the 95th minute, was it? Yeah. Um, but then I'm looking at that and thinking, well, there'll be shit next week against us. Because that's the way I look at you, boys. Like you're just so inconsistent. Is that is that a fair comment? Or yeah, no, mate. I think that's, that's very fair. I think uh, Spurs this season have just been up and down, up and down. That's hence the, the position of the table. I think when you look at Spurs generally, um, we've got a core good eleven, but squad wise, the yeah. depth just isn't there. And um, listen, I think we can all say since Conte's come in, definitely seen like an upturn in terms of performances, results. Obviously, starting unbeaten in nine in the Premier League. And I think there was that genuine belief that Spurs could go and finish potentially in a Champions League spot, which, to be fair, before he came through the door, looked very, very unlikely under Nuno Blessing. Um, he just looked out of his depth, I think, as we touched yeah. upon before in the last last period yeah. that we had. But, um, I mean, listen, Conte, he's a world-class manager. I think that's why you're seeing results like that one against Man City. It's a lockdown to Conte. I know personally the players love him playing for him, really buying into him. And, again, Spurs are in this position where they've got games in hand. If they can go on another run like they did when he first get arrived and had nine unbeaten in the Premier League. There's no reason why Spurs can't achieve a top four finish. But um, again, United coming into a bit of form now. Arsenal still winning, frustratingly, of course, being a Spurs <laughs> fan. And um, I mean, Wolves doing ever so well, really pressing for a top yeah, four spot. So Wolves, it's have, Wolves have been a surprise wire. package, haven't they? It's, they have uh, been, they're yeah, they're really playing good. really, really well. Obviously, mm. I'll just touch on Wolves, actually, because your last three results are beating Man City, as we just mentioned. Before that, you lost at home to Wolves, which to me at the time looked damning. I was like, well, they're not going to make top four if they're losing to other, yeah. you know, surprise top four packages at home. Mm. Um, and then, of course, uh, it was uh, the... Southampton defeat at home uh, and then a yeah. Chelsea defeat uh, after uh, an FA Cup win. So what, what was different in this Man City game then? Because you're saying Conte, sort of like, yeah, that's why you're seeing them performances, but you, you've not seen them performances probably as much as you would have liked, but it, got, it is showing that he probably is starting to work his magic on the team. But what were different in terms of that performance? Were they just more clinical? I think when you're playing... 
the potential champions to be, uh, every single player raises their game. And I think yeah. it's one of those where I think we all know as footballers, um, everybody wants to play well at the high profile games and Spurs, Man City away at the Etihad. You know, everybody's playing for their reputation. Everybody wants to impress. And I just think it's a case that, you know, the players seem to galvanise themselves for this game. And it's just, as you just said there, the frustration is, where was that performance against Southampton and Wolves? Mm-hmm. You know, two arguably Spurs have won both those games right now. Uh, Spurs will be sitting comfortably in the top four with three games in hand. But unfortunately, we find ourselves in a situation at the moment where, um, yeah, again, we're kind of chasing the points down. And at the top four is still in Spurs' hands, remarkably, even though we feel like we've not really been in the top four much this season. But yeah, it's down to the players. I mean, we've got the quality there, as you've seen. Harry Kane was almost a man possessed. It was just unbelievable, Harry Kane. Uh, just uh, probably one of the best performances I've actually ever seen from him in a Spurs really? shirt. I know it's a big thing to say. Yeah, I just think Kane was almost out to prove a point. I mean, I think it's well documented in the, in the summer that, of course, City, from what we understand, the only bid that came in, I say only bid, still quite a sizable amount of money, 75 million that came in yeah. for him. Um I think Kane almost saw that as a bit of an insult because if you're going to pay 100 million for Grealish and you're, you know, undervaluing me at 75 million and you're not willing to push the boat out for me, then I feel like Kane almost tried to prove a point in that game saying that's what I'm worth. You know, I, I was worth the extra 50 million, 60 million. I, I say it's a throwaway number, but I mean, being honest with you, I mean, Kane has shown year after year, season after season, his quality. You know, when, season, when they came in from City, he was, of course, the, um, the won the Playmaker Award for most goals, most assists. And yeah. um, Kane has shown, even to this season, he's got 17 goals in 34 games. I mean, it's not a bad return for what's been his worst season so far in a Spurs shirt. If we've been honest with you, it still accumulates to, what, two goals per game? Or, you know, yeah. a goal every other game? So, on that point, I mean, all Spurs need to do, I know it's easy for me to say, just find that consistency. You know, I think Conte... He's very easy, I think, to play for because of the nature of that man. You know, he's a winner in himself. You know, wherever he's been, he's won trophies. And I think if you listen to the man, you can learn so much. And from what I understand, you know, from people around the club, they're loving playing for Antonio Conte. I think Conte likes the players. As he said, he said it was one of the best group of players he's worked with. I think what he means by that is I think he likes them as people, but yeah. the quality is not quite there. So... I think Burnley's going to be a massive test for Tottenham. And I, obviously, we recorded last night and last one on Spurs. And uh, we sat there and said that um, it would be so Spurs, you know, to have a result like that against City, but they get beaten by Burnley. So I, I'm yeah. really hoping Spurs yeah. prove me wrong and go on a run. But um, watching you guys at the weekend, and I've got, I've got to say, you know, some of the performances in there from the players, I just feel like Burnley, I just started to get going again under Dyche, which is a bit of a worry. <laughs> well, we're saying this obviously the same about you. We just had this debate on air, didn't, uh, sorry, off air. Like, you've just started gotten going again, having a sensational result against City. We could have done when you getting tanked. Um, yeah. And obviously, you're, you're saying the same about us. But you've touched on the top four battle there. You're currently eighth in the table on 39 points. Above you are Wolves on 40 points, then Arsenal on 42, West Ham on 42, and Manchester United on 46. Do you think you're a little bit too far or do you think you can get it? Because that is seven points. Admittedly, you do have, like you say, three games in hand on Man United. So, yeah. uh, do you think you can get it or do you think this consistency is coming in a little bit too late? Well, I, I think with the, the three games in hand still to play United, uh, you know, I think Spurs yeah. will feel confident United will drop points this season, although they have gone on a fairly decent run under Ragnick. Although when he came in, I think we were all laughing and banting around the fact that it was like another bit of a clown appointment. But, um, I mean, listen, the guy's showed his quality wherever he's been. I think, you know, he's used to that consultancy role more than being a manager. I think, as we've yeah. seen, I think he's there to lay down a foundation and structure for whoever he chooses. I think it's no doubt United will have a new manager in the summer. But, um, 
I mean, to answer your question, I think, yes, Spurs, I think with Conte being there, you've always got a chance. I mean, listen, it's it's not Luno. I think, again, when you look at Conte and, you know, the, uh, the gravitas he brings and, you know, the belief he has as a man and, you know, what he feels a squad can achieve. And Spurs, of course, you know, in January, they moved four players out. And what he described in the week, although... The uh, the article obviously the article was mistranslated from Spurs' perspective was they obviously moved out the likes of Ndombele, Deli Ali, Brian Hill, Lacelso. Uh, those players weren't really playing, and they brought in two yeah. in obviously Rodrigo Bentancur and uh, Dijan Kulusevski. I think what's key for Conte is whilst he said that Spurs are numerically down by two players, those four players weren't playing, and these two players coming in are playing. So on that basis, I think you know I think what you're seeing with Spurs is that. There is now a real hunger and desire amongst this group of players that everybody's pulling in the right direction. They've got rid of the dissenting voices and you've now got a group that are fully on board, believe in the manager um, and ultimately also for Conte. All those players are involved, which makes it a lot more easier to transmit a message to the group that, you know, we can do it. Um, I think admittedly, Part of me would be terrified to probably qualify for the Champions League with this squad because I just think there's still so much need for improvement. I still think Spurs need a real top quality right back. I think Emerson Royale and Matt Doherty just haven't done it for me quite yet. I think Spurs again still lacking a forward, you know, a, a natural alternative to Harry Kane. I know people say, Where do you find them? But listen, I look yeah. at other clubs that seem to have that second striker. Spurs have got to find that 100% in the summer. So, um, lots to do. But I think Spurs, they've got a genuine opportunity and it starts with Burnley again. It really needs to go on a run now. Yeah, but it's one of them, isn't it? You say, like, where where do you get these players? If you were in the Champions League consistently, obviously these players would be, you know, more likely to come to Spurs. Obviously, you've got a yep. brilliant stadium, a brilliant setup. So it wouldn't be a, a, an unattractive proposition. You just need to be in the top competition. So mm. getting there this season, then, then who knows? But. I know we touched on Nuno briefly in the last one, uh, but sort of like, what's did you've seen more of Conte now? Like, what's what's different between Conte and Nuno? Go, cool. I, well, I could have probably told you after thirty seconds he walked in the job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I think overall, even from the first day, just the patterns of play, the way Spurs were setting up, a bit more expressive. I think we couldn't have got more defensive under Nuno had we all been on the goal lines. Most of you, it was <laughs> yeah. that defensive. Um, I just think again, the players seem to have. Know, an identity, they seem to have a plan of what they're trying to do. I even say that in the games that we've lost under Conte, that um, I could never fall in terms of not being able to understand what we were trying to do in the games. I could always see that. Whether I was happy with the tactics is another question, but um, I can't say I was critical of the way in which not being able to see what we were trying to do, the application and effort, that's another question. Um, but yeah, generally, I think overall... Um, I, I'm really happy, I say, with the appointment. I think the style of play is going to come on, obviously, as, as much as we can do under him with the signings that we've made. But I feel, you know, Conte knows that it's a massive rebuilding job at Tottenham. And I think we've been yeah. saying the word rebuild. I think I've said it on your show far too many times in the last couple of seasons. Um, but Spurs are still in, the, in that situation. You know, you can't forget this was a club that 36 months ago, we're in the Champions League final. I know yeah. that is getting longer and longer. Me saying that now, I'll be I'll be saying that <laughs> yeah. seven or eight years down the line. But you know, Spurs were in a Champions League final, and um, unfortunately, never built on the, on the strength of that. They never really pushed on. And you know, as much as there's so much criticism about the board, Spurs have had Pochettino, Jose Mourinho, and Antonio Conte as their managers in the last six years. So yeah. I've got to be honest with you and say to you, if that Spurs can't win anything with those managers. 
then uh, I think I'm out. So yeah, if you can't <laughs> win anything with them managers, and you're never going to win anything. To be well, fair, so, yeah. So I mean, on, on Conte, I mean, listen, we've got a top class manager, um, but we need to back him. You know, it's all very well having a top class stadium, top class training ground, but you need to give the man the tools to do the job. Yeah, fair enough. Don't disagree with that. Um, so let's talk about Burma then, because of course you've mentioned off air, like asking me if I was surprised where we were and stuff like that, which to me would suggest that maybe you are a little bit surprised about mm. where we are. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, um, we're getting into a bit of form now. I don't know how much you saw of the Brentford game at the weekend. The Brentford, sorry, uh, Brighton game at the weekend, but we, you know, we absolutely demolished them three 0 in their own backyard, and they were. You know, I think what a couple of points beneath you at the time. The guy that I had on uh, on my pre-game show last week, he was talking about Europa League, Conference League. You know, getting something like that. Then we go there and absolutely dismantle them. A team has only won one whole season. Yeah. So the signs are there that we're potentially starting to pick up because obviously we've got Veghorst coming in now, so we're playing in a different sort of way. But what are your thoughts on Burnley and where we are on the table? Are, Are you surprised by it? Yeah, I mean, I think I said to you on the lot on the, our last preview before I keep saying we got snowed off, but um, I think, you know, I've always seen Burnley as an established Premier League team. You know, Sean Dyche has got them playing a brand of football that isn't for everybody, but um, Burnley have always been difficult to beat, um, hard to get points from. And to be fair, I think Spurs and Burnley's games have always been fairly close, which is why yeah. maybe it clouds my judgment when I see Burnley where they are, thinking whenever we've played them, we've always had a difficult game, but maybe it's a Spurs thing rather than a Burnley thing. Um, yeah, well, a lot of them have been, apart from that. There was one where you battered us... 3-0, uh, I Yeah, I can't remember. The, them games, I tend to shut out my head, but obviously the one where Son scored that goal, that one mm. was a battering, if I remember rightly. I, I, I seem to remember years ago, this is years ago, though, where Robbie Keane scored four goals. That, I think that was a 5-0. 5-1 yeah, yeah, or 5-0, oh, yeah. yeah. I think, again, I, I always look at the games. I mean, I always it's, it's obviously when we're playing away, rather than I look at Burnley from an away perspective. And Turf more. I mean, we laugh and joke on our show. We, we preview Burnley. We always say it's a tough place to go. But it's not the greatest of home records there, if we've been honest with you. So I don't no. know whether it's like, say, Spurs are just finding it difficult there. I also think under Jose, you know, we, we always seem to go to you guys very pragmatic and almost not getting beat first. And we're thinking, this is Burnley. No offence to Burnley. Again, they're a Premier, as I said, they're an established Premier League team. Um, Sean Dyche is a good manager. Like, I think Burnley, have been, and you can tell me because obviously you know more about them, I think they've been really unlucky with maybe some injuries this season. Um, that, that also is key. You know, if you don't have your first 11 fit, that's always a yeah. difficult one. I think, but, I think we're similar to you. We have a decent first 11. But then yeah. as soon as we start getting any injuries, then there is just no depth there whatsoever. But yeah, we've had injuries to corner this season. Um, yeah. Tarky's had COVID and obviously we had quite a few COVID cases with all the games getting called off. So so yeah, we've had we've had some um we've had some, we have had some injuries this season. But just obviously you mentioned then we've had some tough games over the last few years. Obviously, you've already beaten us once this season at the turf, uh, in the in the League Cup. Um yeah. beat us four nil, obviously uh, down at Spurs last season. I completely forgot about that, I got it out of my head. Uh, 1-0 to you boys at the turf last season. Then it was 1-1, then a 5-0. That's the one I'm on about. And then obviously the one where we beat you, 2-1 at the turf. Uh, and then there's a 1-0 to you and a 3-0 to you. So we have had a bit of joy against you at the turf. Four points mm. in the last three, four seasons. You know, fingers crossed we can build on the momentum that we've hopefully started to create against Brighton uh, and get... and get um, You know, I'll take, I'll, to be honest, I'll take a point right now because I think with the win that you got this weekend... Um, I think that'd be a good point. But what sort of game are you expecting then? You mentioned we took, you know, you, you feel like Burnley are tough to beat and you're surprised that we're down there. But when you look at the Premier League table, 
who still actually are quite tough to beat because Norwich are bottom. They've lost 16 games. Watford have lost 16 games. Newcastle have lost 10. Everton have lost 13. Leeds have lost 11. Brentford, 40. Even Leicester and Villa have lost more than Burnley on 10 and 13 because Burnley have only lost nine games this season. You know, mm. We've gone to the Emirates and got it's a just... point. We've gone to Stamford Bridge and got a point. Yeah, so we yeah. are still difficult to beat. It's the draws that I think, pretty, as you point out, the draws are what's yeah. obviously the killer there. Again, I mean, it's weird because I, I still think Burnley, man, I think they'll get out of it because I think it's all, I just think we've shown dice there and I just, you know, yeah. Ralph Weghorst has come in and I think, again, you can speak to Burnley better than I do. I just think he's, off, he's giving you guys almost a different way of playing, which I think... 100%, that is spot on. Yeah, I think, again, I think that really suits you guys. Uh, I think the problem is with Chris Wood being there, I know, again, um, it, you know, it's one of those where when a club comes in and wants to play the release clause, your hands are tied, really. You can't do anything about yeah. that. So... I, in a weird, perverse way, I think that could work as the benefit of Burnley. I, I really, really do. I, I mean, listen, Veghorst is a player that I know Spurs were um, looking at very, very closely when Jose was here. You know, they liked him. They liked the look of him. They liked his stature. Um, I know, to be fair, it's weird for such a tall guy. I know he's not been the greatest in the air, but he seems to. No. He's got he's got good feet, hasn't he? Got good feet for a player. Yeah, honestly, you're spot on. You're spot on with that. We 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 we, we are starting to play in a different way. You'll notice Veghorst. He comes in, but what Chris mm. Wood used to do, we'd get the ball in defence, we'd pump it up to him, but not just aiming for his head. We'd aim for the channel, so then yeah, exactly. he'd try to run, to, yeah, yeah to run. Yeah. Then we'd get a throw in or whatever or something like that. Yeah. But, when Veghorst come in, we were doing that with him and he was like getting frustrated, throwing his arms up in the air. And he remember yeah. saying to some of the lads that to feet, to feet. Mm. And then he played his first game against Watford. He were he were a bit poor, he didn't get into the game. The first half against Man United as well, he didn't get into the game. And they started yeah. playing it to his feet. And you'll see it, it comes it comes deep. He'll come into the midfield, get the ball in his feet, try and bring some of the midfielders overlapping him, like Lennon, for example, obviously you'll know quite well, who's yeah. who's come back into the side and done well. Yeah. That's how we got the first goal at the weekend. Mm. Veghorst came deep, picked the ball up in the middle, passed it to either Roberts or Lennon. I can't remember. Um, I think it was no, it was Lennon. Then Roberts overlapped him into him. Veghorst arriving late, finished. So yeah, he, he's given us a really different way of playing, and he's he's not for, for someone who's six foot six, like you say, he's not very good in the air. So so yeah, he's given us a different way of playing, and I'm I'm interested to see how this is his first real test. It's yeah. probably being a bit harsh on Man United considering they are fourth. Um, but I, I think with a team where you're going to have. A lot of confidence now after that Man City win. So it'll be interesting to see how we get started against your defenders. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, Spurs defensively, we're, no, we're known to give him players gifts. So um, I just worry, you know, Val might be in for a, a couple of goals. I mean, Spurs are always a good team to play whenever you're struggling. Or I, I know every team probably says this whenever you're struggling for a goal or yeah. you're on the debut, you need to score. Spurs are always a great team to face. So <laughs> um, terrified now I've said that. Yeah, well, fingers crossed he can, you because know, he scored at the weekend at his first goal and it looked like it meant a lot to him. He, he was nearly bowling yeah. when he was celebrating running away. But um, let's get into some predictions then because I'm aware that obviously you need to get off. So what are yeah. your predictions for this game on Wednesday? It is Wednesday at 7.30. Yeah, so that's as much as I'm, again, I'll say this again, I, I'd like to say Burnley stay up. You know, they're an established Premier League team. Big fan of Sean Dyche. I think the fans are decent down there. Always a good crowd. Uh, but I am going to go for a Spurs 2-1 win. Or a one nil. I think it'd be a goal in it. I wouldn't be surprised if I said two one or a one nil. I'll go with two one. I'll go with two one Spurs. I think I think it's be so tight. I just whenever like I said Spurs have gone to turf more in the recent years, and they've always had games that are just almost a goal in it. So yeah. Yeah. nothing would surprise me. I think it's always a tough place to go. I, think I said that when I was previewing uh, the Carabao Cup clash as well, as well as the as well as the snowed off fixture. So <laughs> yeah. I expect the same again. A tough game with a goal in it. No, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be a tough game. I'm going for a draw. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, th I'm. 
if you'd have got beat by City at the weekend, I'd be a lot more confident. I just think mm. you're going to be a little bit more confident now than what you were. Kane, especially. Kane loves scoring against Burnley. You know, he scored yeah. at the turf pretty much every yeah. season. Yeah. Um, so I think he's he's going to come with confidence and I think he'll cause our defence problems. We've still got a decent defensive record as well, by the way. We've only conceded, you know, well, I've not got it on the screen, but a lot less than all the other teams down there yeah, uh, yeah. this season. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed we can continue that. Um, but you also mentioned, I know I've, I'll quickly let you go in a second, but you also mentioned you think that we will stay up. Is that something that you're going to stand by now? Who, who do you think is going to go down then if you can think if you think Burnley going to stop up? Do you know what? That's a really good question. Um, at the moment, I would say I think Norwich are going to go. Part of me, this is Leeds at the moment. I know they obviously the Leeds fans love Bielsa, but I just yeah. Leeds at the moment. They're they're def- I mean, defensively Leeds are so erratic. I mean, the thing is they can see two and they go and score two and they yeah, end up losing the game four two. Mental. I just have a feeling with Leeds. I'm not sure if they're going to have enough. Um, I mean, Everton are aside that Everton. Are, Looking like they're going to be dragged into this potentially. I don't know. There's a few points their, between them. their run of fixtures now. Is, mm, is pretty got bad. A, yeah, yeah. They've got they've got a, you know a, a, a difficult run of fixtures to come. And Lampard, to be fair to him, you know, he's taken on a big challenge there. I just think whenever you go into a job, you're not too sure what you've got until you start working with them. I think Everton are going to be really reliant on Goodison Park being um, their fortress yeah, to stay up. So um, if you're going to really push me, potentially, I'd say maybe Leeds. And I think Brentford, Brentford, although I say Brentford, their form, you know, look at their form guide the last six or seven weeks, not yeah. great at all. I know they've got Eric coming in the door. Horrendous. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm worried that I am worried that might give them a lift. I'm worried with Leeds that the players coming back will give them a lift. They've still got Bamford mm-hmm. and Phillips to come back. Everton, yeah. again, I think their home form will keep them up. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, because obviously it's been Norwich, Burnley, Watford, and Newcastle all season. Everyone's like, yeah, it's, yeah, one, I, it's one, it's one it's three of them I, four. But yeah, now, I honestly think now, I mean, Newcastle, to be fair to Newcastle, I'd be. I just think the Eddie Eddie Howe's gone in there and bought players that again, Chris yeah. Wood, whatever you think of Chris Wood, I think he was bought for a purpose. And Newcastle, I think, have done really well in the market. Kieran Trippier, although he's been injured, another good signing, knows the Premier League. Um, they've had a couple of obviously attractive signings as well in terms of what comes for next season. But I'm back in Newcastle to stay up. I think again, I want to see Newcastle stay up. They're a big established Premier League team. Likewise, like Burnley, um, established Premier League team. So um, yeah, I think if Burnley can take it to the final weeks of the season, they've got every chance. Yeah, I agree. Fingers crossed we can. The signs are there. The signs haven't been there, but the signs against Brighton were yeah. there. Just before we go then, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and your podcast and your social media channels just so people can check you out? Yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, so um, you can check us out um, at Last Word on Spurs. Um, like I say, we uh, record normally with immediate reaction straight after the game. So for better or for worse, if you want to yeah. come and see a, normally a therapy session from Last Word on Spurs, that's <laughs> what they've been these days under uh, under these different managers. But um, always fun. Come and check us out at Last Word on Spurs and all the socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. No, yeah, thank you for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Always good to talk to you. And fingers you crossed, I'll see you next season. Fingers crossed, my friend. Thank you so much for the time. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.